This sermon audio is presented to you by Pastor Tommy Brandon and Calvary Church of Fort Worth. For more information, visit our website at calvaryftw.com. Taking out your Bibles to the book of Acts. Everybody say the book of Acts. Well, guess what? That actually is the name of this month's series. It starts today, and today is the first Sunday of July. And I'm starting a brand new series that actually is, the name of the series is The Book of Acts, Where It All Started. The Book of Acts, Where It All Started. And my subtopic for this month, part number one, we're about to start here in just a moment. My sermon today is a strong wind, a strong wind. Well, I want us to all be on the same page with what this series is is uh, uh, trying to accomplish. I want you to know where I'm at as a senior pastor and kind of what I'm feeling the Lord doing through my ministry for this month. And there's a lot of series that I never really, I never really give you a forecast of what's to come, but this series is special and I kind of want to talk about it for a moment. Starting today, I'm going to be preaching and teaching four consecutive weeks out of the book of Acts and I'm going to be teaching, preaching, leading uh, for these two reasons. I want to, want to create education. Everyone say education. One more time. Everybody say education. But I'm also going to be doing these, these, these sermons to lead us to an experience. Everyone say experience. Education, experience. Here's, here's why it's critical to have both. A lot of people try to live a spirit-filled life based on their understanding of Scripture only, a very cerebral and intellectual approach to the Bible, which is definitely awesome. But there's also another uh, extreme. A lot of people are trying to live a spirit-filled life based solely on a spiritual encounter. And I will tell you, neither of them in and of itself will bring the fullness of the Holy Spirit's ministry to your life. The Holy Spirit wants to minister to you through the Word of God. The inspired, infallible Word of God. But the Holy Spirit also wants to minister to you by experience. Something beyond your ability to to, experience. to intellectually comprehend, it's more of, an, more of a, an emotional, sensational heart touch from God. You may have heard someone say, man, I really felt the presence of the Lord. The Holy Spirit wants to minister to you in your feelings. Now, if you've been a part of my ministry for any time, you would say, but you've told me that I don't live by my feelings. No, you, you can't afford to live by your feelings alone, but we all were created with feelings and sensations and emotions. That's why we're made up of that soul part of our triune body, our body, soul, and spirit. Our soul feels and experiences, and the Holy Spirit is so real that he wants to minister to you and your emotions and your feelings and your your heart. So the book of Acts is a critical book to study, and let me kind of give you some history. For the next 10, 15 minutes, my sermon is going to probably sound a little different than my normal because we're fixing to really just talk some history together before we go any further. In the, in the Bible, 
in the New Testament, when you, when you turn to the right out of the Old Testament, last book is Malachi. When you turn over, there's a page typically in a Bible, even in digital format, that says the New Testament. And it starts with four particular books called the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Those four books are called the Gospels. And basically, let me help you understand what they are. They are very similar in its information. They are four different perspectives and four different accounts of the life and ministry of Jesus. The Gospels really highlight the virgin birth of Jesus. The Gospels highlight his ministry, his signs and wonders, his calling of the disciples, all the cool stuff that we love to read about. But it also uh, highlights his death, his burial, his resurrection. That's what we call Easter Sunday, right? And then it also highlights something called the ascension. It's when Jesus came out of the grave and he departed. The Bible says that he returned and sits at the right hand of the Father. Now you might think like the disciples did, oh no, what's the rest of the story if Jesus left? Well, we're going to get there today. But before we do, those are the Gospels. The back of the New Testament, the far majority of the New Testament is something called epistles. Epistles is a fancy word for letters. There were a lot of letters written to churches, a lot of letters written to individuals. How are they related? Well, the Gospels tell you how to be saved. The epistles tell you how to live a saved life. The Gospels tell you how to have your heart saved and your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. The Gospels kind of tell you how to get your heart right. The epistles kind of tell you how to live in this new lifestyle. They're instructions. It it brings discipline. It's kind of the how-to part of the New Testament. And then there's the book of Acts. The book of Acts kind of serves as a bridge that, that connects the gospels to the epistles. What happened in the book of Acts? Well, There's two reasons that the whole book was written. And by the way, if anybody's interested, the the author's never mentioned. But a lot of people in Christianity, most of us agree that it was written by the same man that wrote the third gospel. His name was Luke. Most people feel like Luke wrote the book of Acts because of the similar languages used. So Luke wrote the book of Acts, in my opinion, and there were two real reasons he even took the time to write it. Number one, I think is really cool. He wanted all of us down the line in our Christianity, he wanted us in July of 2019 to have a book that really taught how the gospel grew into all the world. We have a history of where it went here and then it spread over here and then, then a church was started over here and how the, how the missionaries went over there. The book of Acts shows how the gospel was taken around the world. But then there's a second purpose and that's the reason for our series. The second purpose of the book of Acts was because Luke wanted you and I to know what motivated What empowered and what fueled the apostles 
the followers of Jesus to do what they did in taking the gospel? What was their motivation? What gave them the energy and the excitement and the ability, the, the, the authority to take that message around the world? And it's the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So the book of Acts, written by Luke, really tells how the gospel spread. It tells how the Holy Spirit empowered them to spread it. And the book of Acts lies between the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and the epistles or the letters to the church. So the book of Acts is a very important study. Now, I I warned you, that's a lot different than my normal sermon time, but we're going somewhere with this. It's in the book of Acts that we get a highlight of the Holy Spirit. And the entire series this month, we're going to be talking about him, and we want to know his role in our lives and, and, and how we can grow closer to him. So here we go. First of all, let's talk about the word spirit in and of itself. The word spirit, if you study the Old Testament and the New Testament, most writers had a difficult time coming up with the best, the best way of, of, of capturing the essence of spirit by a word. Your Old Testament is written in Hebrew. And the best word they could come up with, it's kind of a difficult word to pronounce, it's R-U-W-A-C-H. And you gotta say it kind of like you're not from the South. You gotta say it like ruach. And you do that with your eye. Ruach. Everybody practice it. Ruach. Now turn to your neighbor, look them in the face and go, ruach. And now ask them, uh, you got something in your eye? It's a fun word. Ruach. Ruach. And I may be butchering the word, but I'm from Louisiana. I can't even speak English, you know. Ruach. Here's, here's what you need to understand about that word. It simply means a wind, breath, a violent exhalation to exhale. It's a blast of breath. A great set-apart scripture for you to see it in action is the book of Genesis Chapter 1, verse 2, some of you are familiar with it now. The earth was without form. It was formless and it was empty and darkness was over the surface of the deep. But the Bible says in the spirit, the breath, the wind, the ruach of God was hovering over the waters. So what about New Testament? Well, most of you know, and if you don't, it's a good thing to kind of to kind of somewhat understand. The New Testament written majority in Greek, so it wouldn't be the same Hebrew for it, it would be in, in Greek, the word for that same essence of God, that same attribute of God, the spirit of God, would be pneuma, pneuma. And some of you dudes and maybe girls, but a lot of you guys that work in the, uh, in the oil and gas industry and some of you work around pneumatic tools, meaning that you can get a lot more accomplished with a lot less effort, a pneumatic tool, air-driven mechanics. Pneuma means basically the same thing, just a little slightly different, a current of air, a blast of breath, or a strong breeze. Now, 
We're covering a lot of territory real quick, but we're going to settle in here on this first Sunday of this series that I find to be very important, and we're going to be talking about wind. Why? Why are you going to spend? I thought this was about the book of Acts, and I thought this had to do with the Holy Spirit, and I came all the way here from two blocks away to hear you talk about wind. Well, yeah, because most of us need something to relate to because we struggle to really relate to spirit. It's different, right? Like, it's so different that some of you, you it kind of wigs you out. You're like, I, I'm, I'm all about me some heavenly father's love. You know, in your mind, you've got that vision of what the heavenly father's love looks like. And then, you know, you're totally cool with Jesus because in your mind, you see Jesus in a robe and you see him with a perfectly trimmed beard and blue eyes. And you see Jesus because somewhere you went to a Christian bookstore and you saw him in a picture. So in your mind, you know what he looks like. Have you ever seen a picture at the Christian bookstore of the Holy Spirit? Could you imagine? Hey, uh, sir, are you the manager? Yeah, I'm the manager. I need to buy a picture of the Holy Spirit. Well, he'd be, he'd be lost. He'd be like, well, 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 we got a picture of Jesus feeding kids. No, 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 the Holy Spirit. We got a picture of Jesus on the cross. No, 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 the, whole, the Holy Spirit. Well, we got a picture of Jesus ascending. No, 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 no. It's... You struggle with relating to the Holy Spirit oftentimes because you can't see it. Well, guess what? This is why I want to talk to you about wind. Because the very first thing you know about wind, right? Wind is unseen. But you believe it. If you don't believe it, I dare you to start your car and close those vents. The first thing you're going to do, you're going to nudge your husband and say, I think he's on point three. Hurry, start the remote car get the air running you go get the kids I'm going to go start the truck get the air moving most of you have already found there's really two awesome little sweet spots in our church foyer while everybody's getting their coffee and they're wiping their sweat off there's two little spots in the church foyer I'm not going to tell you where they are but go look for them this is the coldest most wonderful air and you look, like a, you look like a fashion model. Your hair's blowing. And it's just a gust of air. And you're holding your coffee and you're like, hello, everybody. And you're like, it's like taking your picture. It's like the skirt's blowing out like Marilyn Monroe. And it's, a, it's an amazing experience. It's right there in the lobby. Don't go now. It'll be ready in a minute. You don't see it, but you know it's there because you feel it. You see its results. You've experienced the wind come fall. The three trees that we do have in Texas will drop leaves and we'll be raking them and sweeping them. What did that? The wind. So even though you don't see it, you, you, you believe it. Well, this is something that you can relate to with the Holy Spirit. I get it. It's different. He's, he's different in his ministry because you don't see it. But can I just tell you that are here in this service today that he is as real as the wind will blow. And he wants to provide for you a few things that the wind provides. And we're going to get there in just a second. John, the book of John, chapter number 14. 
A lot of you think that the Holy Spirit is best studied in the book of Acts. I actually love to study the Holy Spirit in the book of John 14, 15, and 16. There's a lot there about, about the Holy Spirit's ministry. And in the context, you need to know kind of what's going on. Jesus has, has completed his earthly ministry. He knows that he's about to die on the cross to provide salvation for all humanity. But he also knows he's got this group of guys that have been doing life with him that are going to be really shocked to hear that he's going to die and that he's going to leave. So to kind of set them at ease, he begins to share with them what the ultimate will of God is for all of us. Everybody say, the will of God for me. Yeah, he's fixing to share the will of God for all of us, but it's going to start with this certain group of guys called the disciples. And he looks at them and says, I know you're going to be worried about me leaving, but here it is, John 14, verse 16. But I'm going to ask the Father, and he's going to give you another advocate. Some of you might have an amplified Bible. Amplified meaning it amplifies. It brings more out of a certain word Advocate could be in your amplified comforter, helper, advisor, counselor, strengthener. A lot of you have different words. And, and here's, the, here's, the, here's the secret. Jesus says, you're nervous because I'm about to ascend. I'm going to die and I'm going to leave. But I want you to know I'm praying that the Father sends you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. Now, I know you in this service. A lot of you are ready for this kind of teaching. A lot of you are primed and ready. So don't come to me and say, well, I'm new in my faith. No, I, I got confidence in you. This, this is fundamental Christianity that you need. Are you ready for this? There was a word there. He said, and he's going to be with you forever. This is critical. Jesus in his body, in his humanity. This is big time stuff that you need to know. Jesus was fully man. There was bone. There was flesh. The brother had a beard. Come on, all of you hairy-faced dudes. He had a beard. He was fully man. We understand that he had the full spirit of God within him that caused him to over, that, that helped him rather, to overcome the temptations of a man and the sin of a man. He was perfect in all of his ways. A simple way of knowing it is kind of difficult at the same time in that he was fully God, fully man. But you need to get this. His body, was it was impossible for him to be with them forever. That was not the plan of God. The plan of God was that, that the mighty God would be in flesh for a moment. Why? Because he was the sacrificial offering for your sin. His body was perfect without sin, but his body couldn't live forever. It was a temporary offering for your sin. And, I, I, you know, it's so funny. Everybody, you know, not everybody, but there's a handful of people that's like, man, I wish he wouldn't be so funny. I wish he'd get deep. Well, I'm deep and you're sleeping. You need to wake up. Everybody says, I wish he'd get a little deep every now and then. Well, when I do, you check out. So don't check out, okay? Watch this. His body had to be the propitiation. That's not Cajun. That's not Creole French. That's for you folks that think you need it deep. 
His body paid the price that you can live forever. It couldn't be imperfect. It couldn't live forever. It was a human body, born of a virgin, which made it supernatural. And here is Mary saying, what? You're kidding me. I'm going to be with child. And the Holy Spirit overshadowed her. And her statement of faith changed your eternity when she said, so be it unto me. And the immaculate conception came. I wish I had a bunch of Catholics say amen in this service. I'm preaching right down your alley. And I need my Presbyterians and Pentecostals. Everybody needs to say amen to this. This is the beautiful Christian 101 understanding. Christ had to die. And all of a sudden, his disciples are nervous. But if you're going to die, where are you going to go? I mean, what are we going to do when there's hungry people and we can't feed them? And what are we going to do when there's sick people and we can't heal them? And if you're leaving, what's going to happen to us? And he says, I'm going to pray. That my father sends you another advocate, but are you ready? And will be with you forever. Now there's a handful of you that are ready for this. You're ready to make this jump. This is going to change your life forever. Jesus, in his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension, his offering for you, if you'll put faith in that, Incredible gift. It's called grace. If you'll put your faith in that, that's where we're saved. But there's a point of the ministry of God that goes beyond just salvation. And that is the empowerment of the Spirit. Taking you. Now this is going to, boy, some of you men, this is going to be a pull It's taking you from just being old you to having the very ministry gifts that even Jesus had. Now, now some of you right now said, I know the one sitting by me. There ain't no way. No, 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 not within themselves. But I'm telling you, when the Holy Spirit comes into Jose, Tommy, Tomas, Luke, Sally, Cindy, you let the Holy Ghost come inside of us. All of a sudden, we're not ourselves any longer. We've been born again by what? The work of Christ. And now we've been empowered by the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm fixing to work a little bit, okay? This is going different than the first two sermons. I'm going to work. I'm going to follow this, what the Holy Spirit's telling me. Watch this. When you put your faith in Jesus Christ, there is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that happens right there. Boom, it's infinite. That's the work of the within. That is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. But the disciples that were nervous about Jesus departing, they experienced their indwelling of the Holy Spirit upon their confession of faith at not the upper room in Acts, but at the upper room in his transfigured body when he came through the wall and he said, I'm, I'm, I'm alive. And they said, whoa, is that really you? And he said, look at my scars, it's me. And he breathed on them and they put their faith in the resurrected Christ. But then they went and had an upon experience, an infilling experience that was the empowerment out of the book of Acts. Is everybody okay? Yeah. Hang in here with me now. I'm going somewhere. Watch this. He says, back to John 14, he says, he's going to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. 
and the world cannot accept him. Why? Because it neither sees him or knows him. Why? Because he's like wind. He's unseen. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. Wind is unseen. The Holy Spirit's unseen. But number two, wind is unpredictable. It might be blowing out of the northwest today. It might be blowing out of the south tomorrow. It might be blowing out of the east. It might be blowing. You can't control where the wind's going to blow in the natural. So it is with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's going to. You can't put the Holy Spirit in a box because he's He's unpredictable. Now, I'm going to get real vulnerable with this 1130 audience today. I don't do well with unpredictability. Me and unpredictable, we don't, we don't fellowship. I like things in order. I like structure. I like to know when my coffee pot's going to go off every morning. And if I could draw up my perfect day, I'm two cups of coffee at about 6 a.m. And I'm asleep by 945. Call me old fat, but you got it. I love me some structure. I love to know about what time I want to eat lunch. I would like to know ahead of time where we're going and what we're going. I like order. Guess what? There's a lot of you that you're, you're a little hesitant on embracing the ministry of the Holy Spirit because you know the Holy Spirit's unpredictable. Let me give you an example. The other day I went into a dry cleaner's. A dry cleaners, a place of business. I went in just to go to the dry cleaners, and the next thing you know, him and him's him and his unpredictable self, the Holy Spirit, has me praying with a woman at the dry cleaner. She's a bawling, she's a crying, she's she's all messed up, jacked up, and I'm sitting there nervous, wrecked. I'm sitting here. I wonder if surveillance cameras are catching all of this. And I'm sitting there thinking, who's gonna come in the door and see this happening? I'm like this, and I'm in the dry cleaners. And and I don't like what I'm feeling. I know it's of God. I know it had to happen. I know he ordered my steps. But I didn't like it because that's not me. I don't like it. I just wanted to, you know. So when I'm leaving, she says, do you think that's why you came today? And I said, no, I came to get my cleaning. <laughs> and if I'd have known this was going to happen, I wouldn't have come in. And I know some of you are like, but you're, um, you need to be sensitive. I am sensitive, very sensitive to who was watching. Now, Denora, Denora, on the other hand, she'd have been in there just laying hands on everything that breathed. I'm in there going, oh, God, have mercy. Just give me my shirt and let me go. But he's unpredictable. He's unpredictable. And some of you, you're, you're hesitant on this beautiful ministry of the Holy Spirit because you, you and I kind of get it. You, you're not comfortable with the, with the unpredictable. But you're going to have to be, if you're going to have this, the fullness of the Holy Spirit in your life, you're going to have to be okay at times when the wind blows. And you never saw it coming. And you didn't understand why. But, but, but that brings me to point number three. Are you ready? But you're okay with it because wind is powerful. And when you capture wind, you can generate electricity. When you capture wind, it can bring light, lights on. And, and, and it can brighten things up. Can I just tell you, some of you are in the position right now in your life where you don't need another Bible study. You need the wind to blow. 
You need the Holy Spirit to brighten your life up a little bit. You need the Holy Spirit to generate some strength and some power in your life. One of the great American revivalists out of the 19th century was a man by the name of Charles Finney. Charles Finney was an attorney by trade and a Presbyterian by faith. And Charles Finney was a, was a, was a mighty man. He was educated, successful, and he was, he, was, he was a devout follower. But out of his own mouth, he admitted to the fact, my, my life is lacking something. I know God. I know his word. But there's something missing. And this is what Charles Finney said. He, this is his direct quote. The Holy Spirit descended upon me in a manner that seemed to go through me, body and soul. I could feel the impression like a wave of electricity going through and through me. Indeed, it seemed to come in waves and waves of liquid love, for I could not express it in any other way. It seemed like the very breath of God. Wind. You can't see it, but you know it's there. It's unpredictable, but that's what makes it so cool. Number three, it's powerful. You harness it correctly, it can change everything for you. You don't harness it correctly, it can bring destruction. Wind, if it's not managed property, if you build a structure improperly, wind will topple it. That's why things have got to be built on a good foundation. Is everybody tracking with this today? You following me? And then fourthly and finally before we shift gears, wind is refreshing. And the Holy Spirit wants to refresh you. Now, I'm going to leave my sermon notes for just a moment. And I want to talk to this particular service with those that call this your service. What makes this church really unique? And I need everybody to focus on me real quick. I know we got some moving parts happening, but it's critical you get this. What makes this church so unique and special, Pastor Don? What makes this church so cool to pastor? Is there's not, there, there's no cookie cutter parishioner or believer in this church. What makes this church fascinating to me is this is not made up. This isn't isn't just made up. There are so many backgrounds in this church now. It's like gone overnight to the point that it's got so many different backgrounds. And I know why. Even though we don't belong to a certain convention even though we're not members of an organization and even a denomination anymore, what makes this church attractive to you? It's not a preacher. It's not a sermon. It's not a band. It's the wind. And you you don't really know what it is because you can't see it. Before the 10 o'clock started, 
So I'm ballparking it somewhere around that 9.50 time. I've got me a cup of coffee. I'm shaking a few hands. And I introduced myself to a couple. And they said, man, this is our third Sunday. And can I just tell you, there's something different about this church. And I said, oh, really? What, what, what is it? What, what, what are you enjoying? And I'm ready for the normal, right? Well, your children's ministry is incredible. I'm ready for the normal. Wow, that band. I'm ready for the normal. You know, the preacher's the best preacher in the... I'm, 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 I'm totally joking. I was ready for something normal. It's close proximity, something normal. And all they said to me, and there's not, there's not enough money in the bank to make me feel what I felt when they said this. It's just full of life. And there's a lot of you in this service today. The reason you're here is not because of me or this band. It's, there's, you, it's, the, it's, the, it's the thing you can't define. It's just different. Well, let me tell you what the different is. It's the wind. And it's blowing. And it's wanting to minister to you. And it's wanting to bless your life. Something neat happened to me yesterday. I played golf yesterday morning. And there was a friend of mine that was in the 830 service this morning, early service. He and I shared a golf cart together yesterday. And we got up to a putting green And I said, my goodness, what happened? There was a huge section of the tree line that was just, it was gone. I mean, fresh cut trees down to the bottom. And it looked like somebody took a, a, like a little miniature dozier in there and just cleaned. I said, what happened? It's like for no reason, it was weird. Like trees and then a huge section gone. About as wide as the center aisle. And he said, oh, it's it's because of this putting green. What's, what's the matter with the putting green? And what's it got to do with the trees? And he said, believe it or not, this green has been alive. It's, it's living, but it's not taken off the way it should. And some agronomists came out and they studied this area. That, that section of trees have completely blocked all the wind. And in just like two weeks time, Supposedly that green, that putting green, the grasses have just. And some of you in this service that come from all these different backgrounds of faith. What's keeping you from taking off like a rocket. In your experience with Jesus. Is there's some obstacles that have been built up. That's keeping back this wind that's going to bring life into your home and family the wind of the Holy Spirit so this is how I'm going to close today don't worry it's just it's just our first Sunday of the month and it's going to get better and better and better how I want to close is if you're physically able I want you to quickly stand and I want you to come as close as you can I want you I mean I want you so close down here that you wonder if the person next to you took a shower or not Get in here close. What's up, Tanita? I love you. What's up, Robert? I love you, brother. Hey, man, I'm Tommy. Hey, buddy. Nice to meet you. Y'all get in here close. Real close. Thank you, Janielle. What's up, Jordan? Get in here real close. Real close. Jimmy, Jimmy. God, I love this service. I love this crowd. You my people. Don't get me wrong, I love my 8.30 and my 10. They're good people. 
good people. There's something about y'all though. Is Miss Virginia here today? Did Virginia make it? She had a flat tire. Is she stuck somewhere? You love church so much you're leaving your mom on the side of the interstate. 112 years old out there trying to fix a flat. Y'all know, don't tell her I said that. I know she's just 108. I'm playing. I love my Miss Virginia. You know, Maria's, Maria's special to me. Maria comes from a family, that whole family's from the Catholic Church. And her mama, Virginia, her mama, Virginia, boy, she don't, she don't even apologize. She says, I love you, pastor. You're my pastor. Now, I go to Mass every week, but I can't get here on Sunday quick enough. I love you, too. And I'm like, you covering all your bases. You're just going to make sure, you know. There's some folks who are just going to make sure. <laughs> I love it. You know, speaking of that, one of my good friends, uh, she's not here today. She's been here in the last few weeks, but she grew up Catholic. Y'all okay? I'm going a little long. Y'all good? Y'all ain't got nowhere to go. Y'all good. She grew up Catholic, and um, she's been in part of our church for a long time. And she went back to her Catholic church over on Alta Mesa for a funeral. And there at the funeral, she realizes that the father that she grew up with, the priest that she grew up with, wasn't there anymore. And she was so shocked. So she went up to the young new priest, and she said her name. And she said, I grew up in this church. What happened to Father so-and-so? And he goes, oh, well, he's moved over to this diocese here and there. And he goes, why are you no longer with us? And she said, well, it has nothing to do with you, sir, or the church. She said, I've just been introduced to a church that's it's just different. And, and the Holy Spirit is, is there. And I'm, I'm seeking the what's called the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And, and the priest said, I know about that. And she said, no, 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 no. No, it's probably not what you're thinking. No, it's, it's, it's based in the book of Acts. And, and these people were praying. He goes, yeah, the upper room. And she went, yeah. But listen, and so she's going to give the priest the Bible study, right? And he said, I'm trying to tell you something. I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. So my friend that's a part of our church, she said, really? Because I haven't yet. After the funeral... When the church is empty, the priest takes her around the corner and he said, let's just seek him together. She was baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire on Alta Mesa at her Catholic church. I love that. I love that. So the reason I tell that story is this. It's, it's, it, the Holy Spirit's ministry is not necessarily about where you go. The Holy Spirit is Will you seek him? Now, the struggle with pastor in this church, <laughs> I don't think anybody y'all, y'all don't want this job. Y'all, y'all might say, man, what a cool job. He stands up there with lights on him all the time. Let me tell you what I'm dealing with. There's a, there's a group of people that I grew up with. This is how I grew up, okay? Pastor Don, you, you know my upbringing. My mama is my mama's still here or did she give up on me and leave mama's here this is how I grew up I grew up in in an environment that that was sincere but they 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 went to it they went a little too far 
and they tried to make the infilling of the Holy Spirit a part of the salvation message. And I'm, I'm going all in today with this sermon. So let me help you on this. There's a group of people that really lean on me. You need to preach it, preach it, preach it, because they need it. And they get this, get this weird attitude about it. And I'm like, you're part of the issue here because you're trying to be very forceful with something that God's wanting to give as a gift. You're trying to, trying to, you know, it's like, it's, you know what my mama did to me one day? On a Sunday afternoon, we went home and she cooked zucchini. And she told me I had to eat it or I wouldn't, I'm not messing with you, Robert. She said, you will eat it or you, actually it was my daddy. My daddy said, was it my daddy? My daddy said, you will eat it or you will not play. Man, I was like eight years old. And I'm like, I don't, I don't like zucchini. Well, you're not playing. I said, but I want to play. I'm a kid. You're not playing it unless you eat the zucchini. Forced me to eat it. I held out till like five in the evening. That stuff was all crusty looking, nasty looking, had all kind of weird colors about it. But I wanted to play so bad, I forced it. I, I hate zucchini now. There's a lot of you that grew up in an environment that made you not want the Holy Spirit because it was shoved down your throat. Can I just tell you, you can't add one thing on to what Jesus did at the cross. Your salvation does not hinge on your experience. Your salvation hinges on your faith in what Jesus did. But, but, I will tell you, it was Jesus that said to his believers, I am leaving but you're gonna need something special in your life because your job is to build the church. Your job is to witness to the lost. Your job is to love people and reach people. And you're not good enough to do it on your own. So you need the same spirit that took me out of the tomb. You need that same spirit in your life. And he, hey guys, not a TV preacher, the preacher of preachers, Jesus preached, go, to Jerusalem and tarry, wait, and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Jesus knew the connection between your salvation and your discipline of the epistles. It, it depended on the empowerment of the Holy Ghost. So let me, let me kind of work a little bit. The struggle of this church is you got that and then you got some other people in this church that says, don't dabble with the Holy Spirit you don't need to be dabbling with that. That gets weird. It's not weird. It's not weird. I am a living witness being filled with the Holy Ghost myself. Speaking in tongues myself. I can tell you it's a ministry of God that is a blessing to the body. And the whole purpose of this series is to educate you and then lead you to the place where you pray, you, not me, you pray and ask God, is this for me? And he's going to fill you with the Spirit. It's going to be an incredible month. So before I give you my three walkaways, I, I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes with me. I'm going to give you three things after I pray, and then we're going to sing, and I'll dismiss you, okay? Real easy. Dear Lord Jesus, open up every heart and mind in this 1130 service. 
so many backgrounds here, God. I wish it was as easy as it was me growing up where everybody knew, knew the same language and we always did the same thing every week. But God, this church is different. So many different kind of backgrounds here. But one thing that we all have in common is we want more of you or we wouldn't be here. If you have it for us, give it to us. We open up our hearts and we receive from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody look at me. There's three things I need from you over the next few weeks. Number one, you ask God to remove any fear and misperceptions of the Holy Spirit. Number two, you ask God for an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. Everybody say amen to that. I've already shut my notes. I forgot number three. It must not be that important. Y'all want to sing? We got 40 seconds.